Hello, how are you all doing? Alton here, I'm just popping on again before episode three of You're Not Listening with Mary Coughlin and Alton Conlon. Because we're ahead of ourselves, like I explained last week, I, I had to listen back to, to the episode where I like to do a rough editing. It's it's all pretty much there. We don't really edit it, but uh, fix up a little bit of it or whatever. But um, So I had to listen back just to recall what we spoke about. And um, we ramble on at the start about big gigs versus small gigs uh we talk about dead air on the radio we talk about mary chats about the time she walked out a news talk uh that'll be explained in the podcast we do our little watch it don't watch it segment um we try a mindfulness segment that we'll never do again um what else do we do and then it gets kind of heavy not heavy but we talk about the church and and different stuff like that. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoy it. Episode three. Still trying to get it up on Apple Podcasts. I mean, I use all Apple gear because I'm a musician and it is it is kind of good for all of that. But um, And you hear people give out about Apple. But this the last two weeks, I'm just raging. It's I do not know how to get it up on Apple Podcasts. It's on, I think, every other platform. But anyway, okay. I'm going to give myself a little plug here as well. Hope Mary doesn't mind. But anyway, just my album is out in a month's time. My fifth studio album called The Starlight Ballroom. And I've got a bunch of shows lined up for the end of October, beginning of November with an amazing band. Alan Kelly on accordion, who's in the Alan Kelly gang. Eddie Reader's band for the last donkey's years. Um, Dom, go easy, good boy. He's pushing a lid around the floor, one of the cats. Um, yeah, so that's coming up end of October, start of November, altoncondon.com forward slash shows. Okay, I will stop being an opportunist and plugging myself and let's start the podcast. Episode three, you're not listening. You're not listening to me. <laughs> no, I ma- still want to Mary. call it, you're not listening to me. <laughs> it's too long. Okay, you're not listening, okay. You're not listening. Okay. Short and sharp between the ears. <laughs> oh, we're in Wicklow today. We're in Wicklow, we're in my home today and um, it's dull and overcast but it's not raining. It's hot. It's, it's hot, it's warm, it's warm, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, warm. I find it warm. It's called. Um, you built an airtight house. We did, yeah. This is my. This is the west wing, of the house. Um, my daughter used to live with me when she had one child, and um, then they built a cabin on our land, and um, we thought that they'd be very happy there, and they were very happy there. They built a beautiful, doubly insulated cabin, floors, roof, an Estonian log cabin. Oh yeah, they're lovely. And they were like happy. the one we recorded in Ahaspra. Yeah, happy as clams down there. And the county council said that it wasn't uh, uh, any good for the area. So, despite the fact that you can't see it at all, anyway, they put them out. And they just a guy just arrived to check everything is cut yeah, off. Yeah, everything gone. They ripped out the kitchen presses. They ripped out the toilet, the shower, the sink, everything. And how many houses are they building down the road? You were saying they're building. Um, well, the the local uh, Lord Mead uh, down in Kilrudry, Every time they need money, they they build houses down there. So they're building um, some luxury homes on their property down there, and we can't have a small house here. 
but we applied for retention and um, actually oh, you've applied, they, you, you, you can apply for that and maybe in seven years or four years know, you I can use know, it but in the meantime the kids are living here with me oh yeah well I think retention means doesn't it go like so how long is the cabin there to begin with four okay so in three years then I think there's nothing that can be really done about that Unless they just unless they disallow it. Yeah, I don't know if you'd be allowed to live in it, but surely to God you could at least work have in a studio it. Studio there. Oh my God, that'd be the way to go, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful up here. I, I've been up here a few times, but, but it's been, been ages their... since I was here. But the road up is uh, mad. You're kind of going. Am I going anywhere at all? The, I thought I was lost. The rainforest. And then all of a sudden, more houses appear. But it's stunning. I mean, we're looking. What's that mountain? It's little Sugarloaf. Li- That's the big Sugarloaf. We're on the little Sugarloaf. Oh, so. Yeah, on it's the big rock candy mountain. The big rock candy mountain. <laughs> I'm on the little rock candy mountain. Um, yeah, it's just fab here, and we love it. And we have chickens, and sort of they have a completely organic garden. Everything we eat nearly comes from there. Uh, they harvested potatoes yesterday and cabbage. Is that and the neighbours? No, Karen, Karen. Oh, my, you my guys. daughter mm. and my son Kian is gardening there. He's a chef, so he, he, you know, freezes stuff and does stuff with the food. He grows flowers for, you know, decorative. He's, he worked in Michelin Star Restaurant for the past three years. Nice. Two of them, so. So does he cook for you? Dinner here is a big, when, Ken, when he cooks, it's a very big deal. Wow. Every pot, every cup, every plate, every knife, every fork. Is used? And, what? Yes. And what happened and after? And left there. Because yeah. yeah. he's so used to having staff. Does the... Um, <laughs> perk of having Michelin uh, quality food served to you is that when you have to clean up everything does that kind of kill no, the good? It, it, you have never. Because it's so good it doesn't matter. His, everything he does is just unbelievable. His Mexican foods. He, I mean he cooks. Mexican is my favourite. He cooks everything. Hands down. He cooks everything. He's fermenting stuff now this weather. Mm. Fermenting is the new buzz thing apparently. Oh that's the yes. new thing okay. Yeah yeah. That's the new buzzword. Yeah. Fermenting. Yes. Is that like um, some of them drinks? You know, what's that tea you get? Oh, kombucha. Kombucha. Yeah, well, you've... Isn't that just like... Well, it's like... Dead brains and water fermented Stop. for weeks. It looks like that. Have you seen it? Kombucha is lovely. I no, but have you roll. seen it in its kind of oh, infancy? Oh, well, yeah. I had one for years. I, I got it from Jimmy McCarthy. Jimmy. Jimmy McCarthy used to keep it under the stairs in the house <laughs> in the terrace. It got this huge, big, filthy, dirty head on it, like a big kind of gone-off so mushroom. you were doing it way before it was cool? Or? We were doing everything way before it got cool. I was macrobiotic. Funny, and my mum says that joking about when she sees pulled pork. She's like, what are they on about? She's when we were kids, we were pulling it off. The- <laughs> Pulling it off the page. I was dairy-free, sugar-free, everything. Um, you know, when I, my kids, my first three children were reared completely meat-free, fish-free, dairy-free, um, sugar-free, yeah. everything. Wow. So I yeah. gave up the dairy in 2005. I went on goat's milk and goat's uh, yogurt and cheese. Oh, yeah. And... Is, is the guy there? The, now. So, Connie the dog. Hey, Connie. Connie. Connie's very nice. Connie, don't go away. I'm here all alone. Your daddy's a dog without a home. That was, uh, she was a puppet that came from a friend of mine, Rosie, in Galway. Look at the dirty look she's giving you after singing that to her. Is she? No, she lost me. She's just kind of like, what the fuck, Mary? Uh, Oh, no, no. hey, I have to say, you know, since I got the cats, I'm a real cat person and dogs 
I won't say annoy me because they're very, you know, so, they're so needy. I love dogs as well, don't get me wrong. Cats are needy. No, when I'm used to the two little cats, though, and a dog comes slobbering at me lately, I'm just kind of, oh, get away never with me. never at anyone. No, no, I'm, what I'm about to get, uh, if, if you were listening to me, it allowed me oh, to yeah. speak, is that uh, as soon as I met Connie, I, I thought, what a lovely little dog. She yeah. is really mellow. She's a lovely little dog. She's she like me, Mellow Mary. Connie, good girl. No. So, yeah... She was born on Valentine's Day, uh, and she's seven. She's seven. Yeah. Anyway. Beautiful, beautiful. So anyway, what else is Are going on? Are we short on, on topics today? I don't know. I don't think I'm so. Trying to stay away from that whole turgidy stuff. You know what I mean? Like Tur- turd. Turgidy. Turgidy. <laughs> it's very turgid. Did you Did you see this? Watch one second. I saw everything. Also. No, you didn't. See, you didn't I, see this one. You didn't see this one. This is so good. How do you know? I, I got this. I, even if I play this, they'll get it over the. Um, they what? will actually get it over the don't, mic. Don't be derogatory towards accents now. No, 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 no. What is it? What is it? <laughs> is it? It, it might be derogatory towards... Is your man from County Louds, his accent? <laughs> it might be. I don't know, I don't... Is, I, it, is that the one you got as well? I got them all, yeah. Okay, I have so I... Two guys from Sesame Street, Beaker and... The, <laughs> get that one! No! <laughs> That's no. the best ever. Well, look, it, you uh, know what? I, I've been kind of glued to it as well as we all have. And then this morning, I just kind of, when I turned on the radio and I literally, I turned on, you know, Alexa, turn on RT Radio 1. Yeah. Within two seconds, I heard the names Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly. And, and I just kind of went, oh, fuck. Okay. And like, what's going to happen is it's all going to go back to the way it was, really. Of course, yeah. Well, nah. give yeah. or take a little bit if here he, and there, Mary. But like, if he gets back in, it will, I'd say, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he really wants it. But he, he kind of did boo-hoo-hoo in front of the at the committee the other day and um I think people were um kind of feeling sorry for him but they tore the ribbons out of the the other two fellows this morning. Which oh I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> the, the the government guys out had, of the RT guys had the, the new guy on, yeah what's his name? Oh Backhurst. Backhurst. Yeah. Bathurst or what's his name? I think it's Whatever, Backhurst, Kevin Backhurst. Kevin Backhurst, Backhurst yeah. Um but you know some of the stuff Tuberty and Kelly said he said today that it was Apparently so BS. yeah. yeah. That's a bit messy, but um, again, like when I saw the stuff in the newspapers yesterday about like Italia 90 going to pubs to watch it, I'm like turning it into this circus when it's really what's going on there is bad, bad stuff. Really bad stuff. You know, bad stuff like and to turn it into this entertainment, like a few people said it's like reality TV. Which Republicans oh, can make see a good story when they oh, well, not just the Republicans, the media as well, but I mean, the media are um, making a, it's this is the slow season, and also. you know, like. I got a second reminder in for my TV license yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I have to, I will pay it because I'm a nervous fucking wreck. But like, I kind of like, there's people going to court, isn't there, for not paying them bloody things? Yeah, yeah. The that's ju- not reality the TV can. or that's not a ha ha, let's go for pints and watch this. Well, no, the judge kind of well, everyone, gently reprimanded some of them the other day, but he gave the rest of them, the, he gave them, he cut He them did find them. He, well, he found some of them who didn't turn up. He found them, okay. but he didn't find the others. If you showed up. Yeah, if you showed up, he didn't find them. He, I don't... They have, they have no money to pay them. One person But that's had, the reality of it. One person was I saving up I can't, I can't, at the minute, Mary, just... I was telling you when I came in here, I don't have gigs for the next six weeks. I, I find it hard to go down to the post office and pay 160 right now. Yeah, well... That's not water off a duck's back for me. I don't do it. You don't do what? The TV license. <laughs> but you don't have a TV... I don't have a TV, but I have a laptop. Yeah, but that, no, it needs to be terrestrial. Oh, does it? Isn't that what they say? So that that you would need a television 
if a laptop doesn't count or a mobile phone, it has to be something where you can plug in an aerial. Oh, well, we have so you're okay then. I had it in the other house, but I don't have it here. Sure. No, if you only if you only this have a laptop, West Wing, darling. If you only have a laptop, it's okay. You yeah. you're in the clear, Mary. Am I? I think so. Yeah. And the phone and all. Should we pay for everything? I know we're paying too much. Um, even coming up there buying a coffee and a chocolate swirl, six fifty or some nonsense. It's nuts. <sighs> Anyways, mostly I'm pissed off about the kids getting thrown out of their cabin. And you know, actually, kind of want to go have a look at that after the podcast. They, they don't show have, it to me. They, I will, they don't have any place. You know, I mean, there are no houses for people. Anyway, there you go. Do you know where I was at the weekend? Where last weekend I was somewhere. You were years and years ago. You told me with your was it your son or your grandson? I don't know. I went down to Cork to do a gig in an unlikely venue. Toy Soldier Factory. Oh, the Toy Soldier. Keen used to paint Toy Soldiers. Yeah, yeah he had a I played to a tiny audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went down like to tiny, my Toy Tiny, tiny as in just a few people. How <laughs> many? Not just the... the tiny the Soldiers. Toy, the Tiny Soldiers. Uh, I would be embarrassed to say how many. Will I say it? Two. There was seven people at the gig. Well, that's three more than I had at a gig once. I had four people. Can we talk gig. about that uh, out for the crack? The kind of thing where you see online everybody's doing better than everybody else. And then there, now, thank God all my gigs aren't seven people. That's the lowest number I've had in a long time, but I've done it to three or four. But there is a reality, Mary, that a lot of gigs are not, uh, certainly not to capacity, and the majority of them are not very well sold. Well, that's fair to say. For it's very fair to say. A very well-known person who shall not be named um, did a gig at Whelan's recently, and there was very, very few people there, which was very surprising. But the there are gigs happening. The giant gigs are happening, like the you know the the big oh, yeah. gigs. They're happening in Fairview Park, St Anne's Park, you know Ivy Garden. They're everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. There's so many I don't even keep up with them. I might I hear. Can't. Like, I have yeah. to turn off the you don't notifications. Even hear I have to turn off the notifications. Yeah. I'm taking messages. So, you know, the only person I got to see really, I got to see a few people, but. It's really taken away from the smaller. I'm not moaning. It's taken away from the likes of us, you know, and other people, you know. Yeah. Um, we did some gigs. Um, we had some gigs. Um, myself and Francis and Sharon do gigs together. You do well. And we had to cancel them all because of uh, Garth Brooks, you know, last oh. year from Mayo and Donegal and everything. Yeah. Just had to, they didn't sell any tickets. Do you know? All, which do you know is what mainly, Very unusual. Do you know what mainly annoys me about them bigger gigs is like I know people who I've like cousins of mine or friends who would not be at all into music. Nothing. Go to them. You just fucking go because it's this thing to go to. Really? Yeah, well, like 80,000 people are not into actually into Harry's style. No, he's great, actually. But I'm just saying, or, you know, something in Fairview Park, more people would just go, yeah, let's go to that because it's Fairview Park. Yeah. But they're less inclined to go to a small music venue know, just yeah. on somebody who's not like getting... Um, you know, just all social media exposure and all of that. It's, well, turned, it's, turned, it's turned into a mad game, really, the whole I'm thing. I'm kind of blessed that I have... An aim? Um, yeah, that I've been at it for so long. I mean, we're doing two gigs and you're doing them with me in, um, locally uh, next uh, at the end of the month. And uh, they're sold out, you know. And oh, the, I, that's the whale. The whale theatre. We'll have a whale of a time. And I'll do Cotlands in Cork for the Jazz Festival and that'll be sold out, you know. But that's... 
70 people sold out, you know. So we did two of them. I wouldn't turn my nose up at 70 I'm people. I'm not turning my I love them because yeah. they're very intimate and really people, you can feel them in the room and they're just like, oh, you But know. that's the other side that I often debate because I know my personality and this is not just saying it, but if I was given in the morning, you know, Alton, you can play, let's say Fairview Park, but somewhere... And you're just kind of standing on this big stage and you're looking out and there's people drinking and roaring and falling around and all that. I know my personality, my head would go fucking 90 and I wouldn't enjoy it. And then I'd get well paid, but I know I'd be home in bed that night kind of arguing with myself that this is not what I want to do. Yeah, well, I did the big, big ones, you know, the 20,000s and stuff like that. I did, I did, I did Glastonbury, I did not, because there wasn't that many people there at my gig, but... I did them all, you know, the feshes in or the flas over the years, like in Finsbury Park, I did 13 of them. I did a Roskilde festival in, in Denmark, loads of times, loads of festivals in Finland, Sweden, Norway. And I, you know, I ne- it's very, very hard to connect. Yeah. You know, and ca- the kind of music that I do, it's really quiet and introspective and people love it in small venues and so do I. Yeah, I'd be and the I'm same. happy to do that, and I can make a living at it in Ireland now. And I just came back from Australia, as you know. Yeah, and I'm going to England uh, soon, and um, you know, the gigs will be sold out. But we're talking, we're small, not huge gigs. Yeah, not huge yeah gigs. I was telling you the little cafe gigs I did on the back of our cafe performance yeah. in Athlone. I must have did fourteen gigs over maybe six weeks there, and four in Westmead, and in. Uh, Rat Cormac down in East Cork in a post office and a bakery to 25 people I had the nights of my life yeah I know you told me I could see them smiling crying at other times but oh yeah there's a lot to be said for making that connection and then yeah but we need a little support to be able to do for me I mean I can go to Ballad de Hob I can go to Ken Mayer I can go to all of these really really obscure out of the way places and I have no problem doing it and the guys love it we did Doro last summer. We did like oh, all, all those, huh? Bob's hideout. Yeah, we did all did that sorts October. of little places. And people were glad that we went there. And that's why they, they were glad. They said, well, we can't believe you're coming to our place. You know what I mean? Why yeah. wouldn't I go? Like, Well, I'm the same. I, I love, like I said, I go to the places that nobody goes to or they don't get music. And they are so appreciative of that. Yeah. And then also, I feel like Bruce, I feel like Bruce Springsteen because it's like the the bar is so low. I know. <laughs> Stop it! But they love it. No, it's much much nicer. But you can't. I you can't. I, I can't survive on that either. Though is that no, what you were going I to say? I have three yeah. musicians that I I am kind of. I don't feel responsible for but them. You're paying you know, them every gig and and diesel and Yeah. I was saying all. it to you like that lottery we all did about a year ago to get this three hundred and fifty artist living wage. You know, I didn't mind for a while. I didn't get it. I was like, I carve my own way, and that's the way I am anyway. But in the last two weeks, I was kind of going. I could really do with that. I like. I'd make such use of it. I know, and and so I. So I'm hoping. I I, I'm hoping person. it becomes more than a pilot scheme. I have my pension now. Are you lucky? So thing? it's like two hundred. I think I only have I only have twenty something years left to go. I'll stop it. Well, I've do you know I have a friend Mary who works in the council in Galway, and again won't name any names, but we're talking about being in them jobs and maybe the monotony of them. And um, he said that a friend of his in there who was forty nine years of age was retiring at sixty one, and oh, yeah. he said without any humor or irony, he said one day, he said I cannot wait till the next eleven years are over. Ima- Why? Imagine wishing you're 49 to 60 so you can retire. Oh, Jesus. Stop. When I heard that. I never want to 
want to retire. I know, but exactly. So when I heard that, I'm mad. Oh, stop. And, and said it without any sense of even awareness, you know, um, I can't wait for the next 11 years to be over. Oh, that kind, that's the other side but of the see, coin. that's why we're so lucky to be able to do yeah, what we yeah. do. That's good that we yeah. can um, appreciate it for that, yeah. And if the 350 comes in, everyone will be on the pig's back, you know. I'll be on, I'll be on my pension, so I won't get it. That's okay. But I'm fine, and I have my house, and, you know... Um, I have to, uh, the kids are there and the grandkids in and out. They'll be earning soon. They can look after you. <laughs> well, that's the deal, like, you know. Uh, you know. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Did you watch anything this week? Um, You've no telly. Did you I, watch anything on your laptop? I watched. I'm watching bits and pieces of Netflix. The what did you watch? Oh, Jesus. It's embarrassing. The Recruit. I love um, Jack Ryan. So I watched um, <laughs> episodes of Jack Ryan. Three of them dropped there together. So Is that a, on Amazon? It's on Amazon, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Is it the guy from... I don't really want to watch the the, real t- the news anymore or anything like that. I have it on my phone. So you're, you're going for like the, the recruit. And what was the thing you watched a couple of weeks ago? To, oh, that awful thing with you. Oh, that? Come here. Yeah, come, come here. home. Come here to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. So... Um, don't watch it. The recruit. Watch no, it. No, no, that's great. It's... It's watch kind it. of, it's, yeah, 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 watch it. <laughs> it's great, yeah. And I did The Diplomat. That was brilliant. That's the one, yeah. Okay, watch it. Oh, watch it, watch it, watch oh, it, yeah. Jack Ryan, watch it. Oh. And then um, the one with, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. See, I have the... the did thing. you watch the Wham documentary? No, I'll watch it. Watch it. Watch it, okay. <laughs> Is it great? Watch it, yeah. Okay, watch it. Okay. Yeah, it's Maybe very good. Okay. Yeah. George Michael was a effing genius. He was just such a wonderful oh singer. My god. Oh my god. And yeah. even just watching that documentary, he was such really? a young boy when he wrote Careless Whisper, nineteen. Oh. And you hear a demo of it. And you just know really? you just know Don't from be telling me. It's not a fucking spoiler. It's not the sixth okay. sense. Like oh, for he, fuck's sake, he was okay. dead all the time. Okay. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. But you know he recorded uh, I can't. Andrew Wrigley was so talented as well. I know. I I I uh, I can't make you laugh. <laughs> that was me. a cynical joke. Shut up. He must have been. He, George wouldn't have liked him if he didn't. If he wasn't. Yeah, I think the way they put it in the documentary, he had a massive part to play in it all. Of course he did. Yeah. It was only the two of them. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I don't care. I liked them, and my kids loved them. And when he recorded, I can't make you love me. My version of it started to sell even more than it had ever done before. Wow. So isn't that amazing? Yeah. So thank you, George. Ah, he was a wonderful singer and a great frontman. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Kind of sad life, though. God love him. I didn't see it yet, so I don't know. No, that wasn't really about that. It ends when Wham ends. So then oh, yeah. the documentary ends when he was 25. Oh, God. Is that when he died? Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Do you know, before his solo career even oh, kicked okay, off. I don't know. It is very good. I would watch it. I watched it I'm during the week. So. I thought I'll it was... I watch it tonight. I thought it was... Sit up in the bed and watch it tonight. Yeah, that's definitely something to watch. Tell me about that calendar you got from New Zealand, because we've had some confusion. Oh, stop it. I have it here. <laughs> I have the calendar, but it's my own stupid fault. It seems to be I a day actually, ahead. I, I got such a fucking laugh out of that. What? So the, the, the I don't stu- know. John said Just that. explain it to you if I'm making sense here because I'm, I'm trying to get to grips I was doing myself. Mondays and Sundays and I was doing Co- Cocklands and Cork is the 29th and you were saying, I said it's the 30th, Sunday the 30th. You said, no, no, it's that's the 29th. Sunday's the 29th, yeah. But on the calendar I got from New Zealand, unless they have the wrong year, 
a friend of mine paints beautiful um, wildflowers. There's no way they can have a different day and year. Than, like, there can't be a day behind. Nobody could have it at the wrong year. She must have put the wrong year in. I don't know. So your friend made a calendar and, and it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so basically me and Mary were texting back and forth going, how are you for this date if we did a gig or if we no, did a podcast? A and then we started to look and none of them were lining up and there was great confusion. And then Mary realised that her, her New Calend- Zealand calendar was a day out. of out. date. But it could have been 2022's calendar. I don't know. There's nothing written on oh, it. Oh, that would make sense. Well, she just did a cover. <laughs> the years aren't written on it. It's just dates. It's Come here, that, 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 would, that would actually 100% make sense yeah. because I think the following year, you're a day ahead then yeah, with yeah. the date. Well, I missed out three years. I used to get the calendars every year because I haven't been down there, obviously. What's another year? <laughs> anyway, we sorted Someone those out. Lost Should we? Does people know what we're doing? Does people, do people know what we're doing? Doobie, doobie, doobie. Doobie doobie so Joe Duffy. And I are recording. I'm recording some songs. Alton and I have a new band. We have no name yet. We're not. You're, we're going out. We're putting your bloody name on it because we want to sell tickets. No, we're a duo. Yeah, it'd be Mary well, we Cockton and, well. and Alton Condon underneath. Yeah, underneath. That could be Mary Cockton and Light and Alton Condon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got Jimmy Higgins. And the band, Jimmy Higgins. Jimmy, Jimmy Higgins is a wonderful... I think we told them this last week. Oh, did we? Okay. Sorry for repeating myself. I'm getting old. <laughs> Anyways, but we're going on the road. So we'll keep you updated with yeah, all Yeah, we've, got, we've got like four or five dates five. for the end of the year. Five. We've five dates gotten already. And, confirmed. Uh, so we're going to, as soon as they're on sale, we'll be telling you about it on here. That'll be really soon. Yeah. And then I'm going to release a single as well really soon. In fact, we by to the them. time this podcast comes out, because we're ahead of ourselves, you might already know. We're ahead of ourselves and you're Well, not because we're doing this today, <laughs> right? But this is technically the third one. And we'll probably start putting them out from next week. So this may not show up for a month. Oh, God. So if that's the case, I might come on at the start and re-record it and correct little thing to go. Oh, when we talk about shows will be announced, I'll actually have the dates. Okay. So we can do kind of stuff like that. We're finding our feet with this. I thought another good segment. We have our watch it, don't watch it segment now, but we need some like weekly mainstays. I thought we could have like a, a mindfulness minute. Mindfulness minute? How do we do that? Or mindfulness 10 seconds. Yeah, it would have to be 10 seconds of just dead <laughs> it's air. Like, like watch it and don't watch it. It's like, okay, now we'll do some mindfulness. That's our mindfulness segment for this week. <laughs> That's not nice. What do you I mean did, it's not nice? I, when I, when George, George, what's his name? George fucking, what's his name? George, George. Hook. Hook. Well, you walked out. I walked out. I went in to do a news talk. They invited me in. He was he was off air at the time, but I was invited in, and Ivan was standing in for him. Ivan Yates. Dead air. What? Dead air. And yes, they were completely freaked. I just uh, he said, "Oh, it's lovely to see you, Mary." And I said, "I'm only here to say that um, I'm 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 going to walk out." And you went in to walk out? I went in to walk out. My Fuck daughter off. was outside for support. Can you sorry? I I didn't know this whole story, but sorry, just to go back a little bit, so. And tell people, so dead air is what they fear the most on radio. It is apparently. Dead air is what we just did there for a few seconds. It's like nothing. But they had nothing lined up for like a minute, you know, they couldn't. It's a full minute of dead air. Well, I don't know how long it was, 40 seconds anyways. It's called dead air, you know. Yeah, and how how They usually go to an ad or How did the dead air come about? Um, George Hook had been put off the radio because he said something. I can't even remember what it was. It was some insulting thing. 
for Inch women. Or oh, to women, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. um, he was he was finally given the boot. Well, he was he was suspended at the time, pending a hearing, and they had Ivan Yates in for him. And there was a lot of controversy over what he said. And my daughters, all of them, felt very strongly about what he said. And I said, okay, well, I will make a statement by saying nothing. I will walk into the studio as I am supposed to do for my interview. And then I'll just get up and walk out. So oh, you literally didn't open your cup in there. I went in and I said, I'm, I'm only here to say that I'm really upset by what happened. And I left. I just got up. And I didn't even sit down. So oh, and you were on <laughs> here and you said that. Yeah. And they just, um, yeah. And they had nothing lined up then. So what, it was up. dead air after that for 40 seconds. Yeah. What happened after that then? I went home. No, but what happened after that? There must have been some like. Well, yeah, he did he, it make he, the news. Um, well, he, did he, it make like did it like bring um, yeah, yeah. awareness to the kind of, of course issue? Did, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking for the right way to say that. That's the right way to say it, Alton. I couldn't <clears throat> have said it better myself. It did bring awareness to the issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. What became of it? Um, he, um. I guess he did. He retire, or did he resign, or was he pushed um, out of it? Then George Hook, and then he wasn't heard for for a very long time. You know, some people. I don't know much about the man. Is he controversial? Yeah, yeah, he was a bit controversial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rock, what do they call him? A dick jock, a ra- rock, a dick jock, a radio. <laughs> DJ jo- Jockey's what, oh, Breakfast. Jo- no, Jockey's <laughs> Breakfast. You never, you never heard of that. You told me that during uh, the week. A rash. <laughs> Mary, tell our listeners what a Jockey's Breakfast is. A rasher and a ride. <laughs> so I think the name of this third episode is going to be called A Rasher and a Ride. A Rasher and a Ride. Or maybe just Jockey's Breakfast. A Jockey's Breakfast is probably more, uh, it's actually less off-putting. Do you yeah. think George Hook had a Jockey's Breakfast? I have no idea. This Jockey's, his jockey's Breakfast. <laughs> this Jockey's Breakfast. He had a bad bad lunch that day, yeah. A Rasher and a sure. Record. Anyways, <laughs> good grief. <laughs> oh, the good thing about this is um, we can't get... Um, Kicked off air. Well, yeah. Do you I'm like s- the whole concept of these podcasts, by the way? Yeah, but can you really... I mean, we're not saying anything offensive. Maybe that's a little offensive about him, but he did, in fact... We were... The jockey's breakfast had nothing to do with him. That no, we, we no, went off on a tangent. That's a, on a tangent. He had a disc so. jockey's breakfast. That's yeah, different. Yeah, that's different. Okay. So... so there's but no- the, the podcast thing is great, I think, because... No, I mean, what, what can... Even if we did say something offensive... Even if anyone listened to it. <laughs> well, some people would have to listen to it first and foremost, but uh, I don't think we're saying anything offensive. Plus, I think when you're, you're speaking like this, people can hear it in our voices, whether something is like, you know, I'm not saying that it's a joke, but you know what I mean? That there's nuance. And then you give, kind of fill in all the gaps compared to if we were tweaking stuff like people oh, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no room Isn't for any poisonous? sort of... I know, I know, yeah. Like, um, I, I need to come off Twitter, Mary. Me too. I'm it's, going to I feel like it. it's a little bit I like looked at alcohol. the other yoke, what? I feel like it's a bit like booze now for me. It's not doing me any good and I'm on it too much. Oh, yeah. No, I retweet. Well, you know, if I have a gig, I put it up. I like it for that, but I'm on it, like, looking at it a lot during the day, just oh, out no, of a I nervous twitch. Oh, You don't? No. What? No. You wouldn't scroll I on Twitter. I put up a gig, and then I guess if I get a message about the gig, 
Or if other people well, say... That's not a problem. You don't have a problem with Twitter then. You can have one and go home. Have one and go home, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can have... I, I black out. Oh, really? On Twitter. <laughs> no. Jesus. No, but I would. I get lost in it. I'd scroll. And before I know it, I've scrolled over the same thing a few times. And then you're going, I'm, I'm on this the last hour. Oh, no, no, I find no. it addictive. Oh, if I, if I, yeah, I was a bit like that with Facebook and I gave it up for a very long time. And then kind of when, when COVID happened, I went back on it again, obviously, because it was really, it was good. It was a good way to connect with people. And we did all those gigs and uh, everyone watched them all over the world. And it was really Oh, great. they're great. I did a Facebook live last night. You I said. told you, I loved it. You should do them again. And did loads I, of people I, listen? Yeah, I think I won. I had more people than I had at the Toy Soldier Factory. Well, that wouldn't have been hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd 71 at one point. Oh, my God. And the other way, you can kind of see the numbers, but yeah, it was yeah. kind of going between 55 and 71, and they were all sending requests. And oh, the, lovely. The, the great thing about that for me is I have a little scatter of people around the world. So there's one in Brazil and a couple in America and a few in Belgium. And, nice. And like the way I look at it is I can't do a gig and bring all of them together. Or yeah. I, I mean, I can't go to Belgium to play for them two no. people that know no. me in Belgium. So this yeah. is an answer to that. I, I I know it was a kind of a, it was associated with COVID, but I think them live gigs should, I think there's still merit to them. Yeah, there's a few people I know still doing them. Um, the four of us. The four of us are doing them. Fair play to them. Jack L was doing them until he went off on the road. Little John Nee, I used to watch him every Thursday night. He used to do a little show that he would write and produce a show a week. Small. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I used to watch you and Leo Kelly. I think Leo's still doing them. Um, yeah. They were brilliant. You see, as well, I've got a, my audience. Some of my audience are, are of an older generation. They they like my music, I think. Mine are older. And I think I think we might have a similar audience, Mary. Yeah. A lot of them have heard me through you. But like, I think the difference with that audience is they're quite happy to turn it on their tablet or their their laptop and put it on their TV and watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think know. I think the younger generation would look at you for 10 seconds, 10 seconds and scroll yeah. on to the next Oh, no, thing. I had a lot of people when I was doing the gigs in the garden and they were all gathered around televisions and having a drink. Oh, my God. The they were crack. amazing, the garden yeah, yeah. ones. So sunny um, as well at the time. It was. Everything was sunny in retrospect. <laughs> there you go. There's a good song. Everything was sunny in retrospect. <laughs> Let's write a song about that. We, we should challenge ourselves to write a song, song a week. on the podcast. A song on the podcast, live on air. <laughs> live on <laughs> dead air. <laughs> we could write, yeah. Oh, that'd be tricky. I, I mean, I'm pretty, in, not, I'm not insecure, but I'm self-conscious about... Why if I but, write in private, and then when I show a song to somebody, I'm really oh, nervous sure about I, it till it's played. Sure, I only showed you things that I wrote so there never recently. never mind doing it in, in like this. I'd find it very okay. hard. Okay. But it's a good idea. But we won't do it, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can do it. You can. Okay, I can take notes, okay. Did I tell you I nearly bought Bishop Casey's house? No. Yeah, How? I just thought of that. A guy emailed me the other day. Um, oh, what? We must do this, by the way, sorry, just to remind us, there's a, do you know Gort? Lovely town, Gort, at the Gallery Cafe and all what of that. the bloody... And Cool Park. And um, they have a gorgeous new theatre there. Okay, we'll do that. And so the guy, sorry, this is where the story's coming from. So the guy emailed me and I said, uh, would you be into playing this theatre in Gort? And of course, I'd love to do it, but I know I wouldn't sell it. So I said, I'm doing some gigs with Mary Coughlin. And then he said, oh my God, oh my could God. you both do it? So that's, do it. So anyway, I said, he said, my name is whatever. And I said, he said, I met you before. And I said, oh, you were an auctioneer. 
and he, he, he said yes and I said I nearly bought Bishop Casey's house off you and he said that's me yeah no when I was looking to buy a house in 2017 um there's a place just behind Gort called oh we'll have to find this out sorry doesn't matter what Go little on. village and and before he was bishop, he was a oh. pri- he was a priest there, oh. and they were selling the little parochial house beside the church. And uh, I went to view it. Strange goings on in that house. Ah well, no, they were all in, they were um, immor- immoral in the eyes of the church, but in normal but in normal <laughs> terms, you know, oh, consenting adults really for well, the. Well, I had some part American friends here for the past few few days, and we went up to Glendalough yesterday. And people who know Glendalock, no, it was a community of of monks, you know. But they were all um, they had children, and they were they were they were just normal humans living their lives with a sort of a bent towards God, like you know. And uh, they had um, children. They, they were community. I don't know where the bloody um, in Glendalock. Yeah, up there at Saint Kevin's when, Church. When was this? Um, nine nine hundred BC. No, AD. 900. I thought you were talking about lately. Go on. No, no. no. <laughs> I, was like, I was waiting to no, hear like no, oh, 12 years from ago. From 9 till 1200 they lived up there and uh, in Glendalough. They, and, they and, lived a good long life. They, okay. <laughs> well, they had children. You know what I mean? My point is, I don't know where the bloody they celibacy thing came then. in. And they were fine and healthy, obviously. And they, um, they did a lot of manuscripts up there, you know. They um, picked flowers and made dye from flowers and s- shells of beetles and things and, you know, anyway, blah, blah, whatever. So what, what was the point? The, my point was that, you know, back in the day, it was normal to be, uh, you know, uh, attracted to God and the opposite sex at the same time. Oh, There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. You oh. could be married and have children and... Oh, if you were so, a priest, yeah, of course, oh, yeah, of course. That was my point. Do you know the Bishop Casey thing? I mean, <laughs> do you know? I was on the late late small show with Bishop fries, Casey. Small fries, small. Yeah. Yes, and my grandmother came up from Galway to see the show. Now this and was before he was on it for yeah, the wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what the wrong were reasons. perceived as the wrong, and or she, were the wrong reasons. My granny it. came up. Well, she came up to see me, but to catch the two of us on the late late show together was great. She told you, yeah, my two favorite people. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, just I'm, I'm only throwing this out there now because you brought it up. That's okay. That woman was absolutely devastated by the revelations. Annie that Murphy. Came out. Yeah, she absolutely, and my parents were absolutely devastated, and they just gave up. They didn't give up the the, the faith or whatever, but they absolutely gave up the 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 some of the rituals, you know. The you know the going to mass and going to confession. My father like was just completely turned. I mean, he just went nuts. You know, could not believe it. You know, my father. I'm about to ask worked, you something. I now. have to tell you something. Okay. My father worked in the army all his life, and one of his weekly jobs was going to the Magdalen Laundry in Galway to bring the laundry down from all the soldiers from the from the army in Renmore Barracks, and young ones pregnant and some of them with recently having babies begging and begging and begging to get brought away it was on a documentary um you know but you know and and so there's that there in Galway and Bishop Casey would have been and Canon Glynn they would all have been you know like given out about um all of that all of that and 
Yeah, but like Daddy was really upset about all of that. You know, till can I till ask you just a question, though, Mary? Not to say no, your Daddy or your immediate family, but you know the way they obviously weren't the only ones devastated by that. That what happened, like that was every adult that was religious at the time. Mm-hmm. But just again, I don't know if not being too controversial here, but I'll say it out. But when they found out about the priests with younger, they denied that. Really, not denied it, but it was more denial then, wasn't it? Who tonight did the priest? Not no no's in people in general nearly didn't want to believe it. They didn't. They it, could, like, it, you know, know, because it was too. Uh, you know, it's almost I saw worse it with my the, grandmother. It was worse th- with Bishop Casey and this woman. Yeah, than it was with yeah. know, young children. No, I think it was all. And I'm just saying, is that a thing of just sheer denial or not being able to even grasp? You couldn't grasp it. Couldn't grasp it. Sorry, my, my that's what I'm trying to get my at. My grandmother was just absolutely um, gutted. Really, 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 and I know an awful lot of people were, you know, with the Bishop Casey and the and well, with the whole, the whole bloody. Thing but I think because they could actually grasp that, that's a bit yeah. more tangible, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, I had some people here from Canada um, a few months ago, and they're um, with there's a, a a group called Land Speak. They're indigenous people all over the world. They came here to do ceremony on my land. I do shamanic ceremonies, you know, so they came here to to a peace ceremony. On the land, they spread out a big blanket and stuff like that. But they were all um, children of um, of horrific, horrific abuse situations that happened with the the with the church uh, when I went to Canada. You know. Okay. You know, there were third generation abuse, like from 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 you know, they were taken from their families there and yeah. put into these schools. At the it park. happened everywhere. I went to Australia and I, guy who was doing sound, I sang the Magdalene Laundry. He, I mean, he was doing the monitors at the side of the stage and his tears were running down his face. And when the women in in Dublin were um, meeting with the, with the president, the women that were left, uh, when the Magdalene, when they were brought to the mansion house for, um, for a big kind of a, you know, a a dinner. I was there with them when Andy Kenny uh, apologised. We all got one woman to kind of look after for the day, you know. Okay. And then there was a big celebration and uh, I was in New Zealand and um, this guy, um, I couldn't be there with them. So they beamed it in live from a concert that I was doing so that I was up on the screen when they were all, you know, um, there in the mansion house. They beamed you in from? Yeah, and I said hello to them all and we sang the Magdalene Laundry. But people in New Zealand were really affected by a, a lot of that stuff as well, you know. Okay. Everyone, everywhere. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. <clears throat> Just came out at different times, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a cheery one. That's a cheery one, yeah. It's a reality, though. Well, it's still going on, you know. You yeah. see it and if, if you do. That's yeah. another thing. Just uh, again, much, much broader. But, you know, do you think, like, things are getting better in the world? Like, or No. Is, everything just still goes on behind. Yeah, you see, we never heard of it before. Yeah, I know. I mean, human nature is. They found a, a be, burial site the other day with women and babies thrown into yeah, it. Yeah, you told me that no. was that Tipperary. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we didn't hear about it, and there were two people that you had to respect. I remember when we were growing up, and was one was the doctor, and the other one was the priest. You know, and when that was taken away, uh, one of them was taken away at big time from people. They didn't really know. You know, like this is 
indoctrinated generations, yeah. generational and indoctrin, generational indoctrination. I think and that's no, nobody should be given too much power in any sense yeah. like that. That's really what. And then well, it's gone I hate to say it, now. but a lot of the people who do get into positions of power are strong, tough people. Like they're, you can't. You're not going to be wimpy or nice uh, and find yourself. CEO of some big company, I don't think. No, I don't think it's so. A, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, but they're attracted to being in that position for some reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could talk to any decent psychoanalyst and they would tell you why different people are in different jobs. Yeah, and they could we're tell insecure. you straight up. That's why we're, we're well, looking we know for applause. We know that. You, you said, you, we were laughing during the week, you know, you, <laughs> the song you recorded, one of the songs you recorded of mine, you sent it to yeah. a... Somebody, we won't say any names again, but somebody who'd have a great opinion. And he wrote back a really nice message about it saying like 95% of it was amazing with like two little tiny comments. And I ring you immediately going, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> should we do it again? Should we do it again? Should we do it again? And then I, um, after that, I read it after I hung up and I said, oh, it looked totally different to me. Yeah, I know. I, I just know. had to look at it a little bit differently. I would absolutely go and beat myself up if I sang a wrong note at a gig. And now if I forget the words of song, I just make a joke out of it. That's the way to go, though. Yeah. I think, too, you know, and that's why audiences like you, too, because it's kind of more like a thing that if you're up there and you make a mistake, you can go, fuck, just made a mistake. Start again, lads. <laughs> and you relax about it and you do it. The audience love that. They do, yeah. But if you make... don't do it on purpose. <laughs> no, but if somebody makes a mistake and you curl up in yourself, the audience curls into themselves as well. Yeah. And, and then, they like feel, no then they feel... Then they feel... Yeah, yeah. I like being in that point. I'm at that point too, where if I kind of make a mistake, I just oh, I joke fuck it, and I'm then lie again. about it, and then you see the crowd love it because I think they'd also like to see you be Human. vulnerable yeah, and vulnerable and make mistakes. That's the new, the new thing to be is vulnerable, isn't it? <laughs> How Vul- are you at vulnerability? Very bad. I was thinking that during the week because we're we're talking about writing songs together, and I was trying to put a song together during the week with you in mind. Yeah. Okay, and I was writing it, and as I wrote it. Even I, it, it's quite a vulnerable thing I was writing and I was going, whoa, this, I don't know, Mary, but I'd like to see you sing it for that reason. Uh, <laughs> I, I sang, I, I wrote a song called Mary, Mary, um, it's on the House of Repute album. And the first time I sang it li- live was in Sydney in a place called The Basement and I had a wonderful, tra- one woman travelling with me, Christina Olsen, she, um, I met her in New Zealand. She's a one woman, like troubadour. She's incredible. And she was doing support for us, you know, and she knew the song and she just came up and helped me sing it because I couldn't sing it. It wouldn't come out of my mouth, you know. Um, you physically couldn't? Couldn't sing it, yeah. It was really... Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good, not saying good, but I'm good at being vulnerable in writing a song. In my, when it comes to performing. But in my yeah. day-to-day life, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not at all. Um, that's something that's I got to work on today. with my therapist. You got to work on that also. <laughs> yeah, you got to work. You got some work to and do you there. See, do you see the yeah. laugh? You see yeah, the yeah. La- hear the mad laugh? Yeah, yeah mad so laugh. So soon as you go talking about something uh, vulnerable, I'll make the joke. I know, yeah. Do you I do know. the same? I No, I don't, but I've noticed <laughs> that you do. <laughs> we uh, leave it at that. We leave it at that, so. No song this week. We'll do it next week. Okay. Yeah, fuck okay. it. Okay.